Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We're going to talk about a big event that happened last week in Indianapolis. Franklin Graham was here at the the Indiana State House lawn, uh, talked to more than 8,400 people. And with us uh, to talk about that big event, the historical significance of it, what it meant to the city of Indianapolis, and a whole bunch more, is our good friend Stan Lovins II. Stan is a field rep with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He's also the host of Victory Fire here on 98.9 WIRZ, which airs Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Stan, how's it going? It's going well, Rob. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, it's You're on the opposite side of things now. Normally, you're doing the hosting, so it's nice to have you uh, back. Back in the hot seat. Well, it's been been uh, good to be getting back in the hot seat because, uh, Rob, many years you have, have uh, interviewed me in the past before I flipped roles on this. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, you're a former professional baseball player. You now do the Sandlot Ministries, which uh, evangelizes to folks not only all over the country but all over the world. Yeah, internationally as well, and Victory Fire Revivals. We're, we're just blessed to see God touch his people. 
And uh, again, do want to remind everybody, Stan uh, hosts uh, Victory Fire. Stan Lovins the second every Sunday morning, nine a.m. here on ninety-eight point nine WYRZ. Okay, so you also work for for Billy Graham, and Franklin Graham was uh, in Indianapolis last week. Tell us a little bit about uh, the event itself. Well, the the it was really more of an event. Uh, it was it was a, a catalyst. And that was the whole purpose with Franklin Graham, to be a catalyst for a move of God uh, across this nation. And interesting enough, you know, it was the 46th stop uh, for Franklin here in Indianapolis and out of 50 states. So he's, he still has a few to go. Um, but God really did a mighty work. I mean, the heart of that was just to bring God's people back onto a righteous covenant with Jesus Christ and to awaken people to, to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Um, you know, the theme of, of Decision America Tour is to pray, vote, and engage. So it's to pray for who God would have in office and and then get active, go vote. Yeah. And then also to uh, engage and get involved even, you know, as a, as a believer in Christ, to get involved with local um, uh, communities as it was, you know, with town boards or PTA boards or, you know, the, the statewide government and even nationally. And uh, however God would have the body Christ represent, let's represent uh, people. We need to get out and take this nation back in Jesus' name. Of course, Franklin Graham is the son of the legendary Billy Graham. And, uh, you know, why did he decide to do this? Why did he decide this was something that he really wanted to spend his summer and fall doing? Well, you know, it was spoken to me that, you know, for the past five years it's been heavy on, on Franklin's heart. Um, and, and really last year it just came, he pulled together some folks and said, Hey, um, we need to do this decision America tour and, you know, the prayer rally, just having prayer rally at, at every state house, uh, at the, at each of the capitals. And, you know, some folks didn't, you know, it's like, Oh, come on. This is, there's a lot. And Franklin really didn't anticipate, um, uh, there'd be a lot of folks there. He, he anticipated there might be 500, maybe a thousand people. And, but God showed up and represented um, well with the body of Christ. And it started out in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, it was very frigid and cold there. And and I, I if please forgive me if I'm a little off. And I think there was 3,200 that showed up there on the frigid, cold winter day in January of 2016 here. And yet uh, the snow on the ground, there was like six or nine inches of snow on the ground. And yet people came. So here in Indianapolis, I mean, we had beautiful weather. It was 75 degrees cool breeze i mean it was just absolutely gorgeous and it was a a great spectrum of the body of christ coming to represent and and to pray so it was very exciting i was thrilled Uh, we have a i oversee all the volunteer teams here in in uh in indiana for the bga and the bga being the villagram evangelistic association so you know it was such a blessing to see god move and, and and touch people's lives so um uh there was people from all different spectrums represented there. Okay, so uh, Cardwell, our buddy Jeff Cardwell, yes. uh, I interviewed him last Friday, and uh, he showed me some of the photos that he had. He had a little bit different view than, uh, you know, Cardwell's a VIP. You and I were out in the cheap seats, you know, uh, buying hot dogs. But Cardwell had a, he did an aerial view, basically, or over-the-top view of this mass of people. And I was thinking, you know, Lovins, you and I give a speech, like three people show up, and it's very easy. We could, we mm-hmm. could go over there right now and do it. What goes into creating a platform on it's not an arena it's the state house lawn where 8400 people are going to show up well i think the, the thing is people are sick and tired of being sick and tired they want to see this nation turn around and um jeff cardwell is a great brother in the lord uh loves jesus christ with all of his heart and and a dear friend of mine 
and um it's a blessing to to see him even take it and and take a step and, and represent there as well as many others that came um listen america is in trouble and we know that and it, it we need to not be deceived and we need to be bold about testifying we need to get back to biblical principles we need to get back to to um, seeking people who are going to represent uh, with a godly heart and uh, with true compassion and love and uh, that's that's what was represented there people came from all over the state there was there was i can't say the exact number of buses but there were many 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 bus loads that came it was a long line that kept dropping off, dropping off, dropping off. Listen, people came from all over the state and really even beyond the state. There was people, you know, represented from Michigan and Ohio and Illinois. And, and I'm sure other people came in that I, I, I didn't get an opportunity to talk to. But people want to see a great move of God. And the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has been a uh, organization. Uh, it's the largest ministry in the world, ministry organization in the world, that is. And... Um, you know, many, many years, decades of credibility and being uh, above reproach and integrity. And uh, Billy Graham is 97 years old. He's 97. And he'll be 98 on November 7th. Wow, that's amazing. 98 years old. Got a sound mind. And this is what Franklin had shared with folks there. And, and um, but, you know, Billy Graham is still praying for America. I mean, physically, he's not able to get out and about, but. He has a heart to see this nation turn around, and so does Franklin. Franklin has done a phenomenal, phenomenal job of carrying the mantle and being bold and being straightforward uh, with the the truth. And let's get let's hold accountable people and and do so in love, but also do so in truth. Gunnar guess is Stan Lovins. He's with the Billy Graham Evangelistic. Uh, evangelistic, easy enough for me to say. Try to can we narrow that down to like three words? It's much easier if we just say three words. Three words. Billy Graham. <laughs> Evangelistic, Evangelistic Association. Association. <laughs> and I uh, talked a little bit about Franklin Graham's appearance uh, in Indianapolis last week, which was a huge 8,400 people. Put it in perspective, if you were to go to, say, Brownsburg High School and you were to fill the stadium, it probably holds about 80. That's probably about what it holds. It's like filling a high school football stadium. Well, I don't even know what the exact number with that, that but I, I, if you look at Conseco Fieldhouse, that that holds in concert about ten thousand people. So, it, and really, we had probably closer to that nine thousand plus. But just to be above reproach, it's eighty four hundred plus, um, and it happened to be the the second largest gathering of the Decision America tour in the nation. So, um, we're thrilled about the the representation here in the Great Lakes region. We were the largest audience that was there. Um, Do you get like a bonus out of this? Do they send you extra candies because there were so many people there? No, actually extra prayers just for for all the work that went into it. So, I mean, I'm a servant. I I just – and I'm not boasting on me. I just – I came to serve. And I I just want to see people in the body of Christ come come alive and and, um, break the spirit of division and and, and get back to what we're called to do, pray and, and engage and seek after God. You, you're you're a former professional baseball player, so you, I will relate this to you. They always say it's very hard to be somewhat the son of someone famous. You know, Mickey Mantle's kids. You know, one of them became a golfer, and other things. Joe DiMaggio's kid. That's well documented because you're never you're always going to be compared to your to your father. How has Franklin Graham handled being the son of Billy Graham? Well, he does it with a humble spirit. I mean, he's he honors his father. He he truly does, and he still goes to to Billy and and uh dr billy and he you know he asked him you know he asked him questions and if, if dr billy says to do something he does it and he 
He's just just a true son, and yet that's why he's he's a great leader. He has a heart um, to be humble enough to say, "Hey, I messed up," and you know he's written a, a book, and and uh, you can read about it. And there's there's all kinds of things in his life that wasn't right at one time, but by the grace of God, that's a resurrection power of the Holy Spirit transforming his life back into who he is today. That it's a it's a phenomenal testimony, and I just I love his humble heart, and and truly, he's not ashamed to say the name of Jesus Christ, and. Um, We've got to get back to inviting people to Jesus. Is it uh, is it a weird dichotomy for him that his his father was uh, counsel to so many presidents, so mm-hmm. uh, Democrat, Republican, whatever? The, he crossed party lines. You know, I think it was every maybe even David like Eisenhower or something like that. You know, he provided counsel to all the way up, I believe, through George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, that that we have we are seeing faith pushed out of the public the public sector pushed out of public life is it weird for franklin graham to be coming coming on at a time and really stepping into that that spotlight at a time where uh, faith is so publicly shunned when his father was so integral in public faith well he even says this he said it you know many people have asked him that same question rob i mean um and he's He's actually uh, said, and he said this on October 5th, that uh, he believes that his father, if he was Franklin's age, would be doing the very same thing. Because of where this nation is, this nation's not even close to where it was. And it's been so diluted and desensitized and infiltrated by so much infection of people who want to destroy it from the inside out that... He's got, he's taking a bold stance. You have ISIS. I said ISIS, not ISIL. You got ISIL, but you also have ISIS. You have wickedness that's come to destroy this nation. You have the progressive movement. You have all kinds of things that wants to destroy it from the inside out. And so we have got to take a stand. I mean, Ephesians chapter 6 says, you know, when you can stand long or long or stand. And so as the body of Christ, we got to stand for liberty and truth, not not just for us. You know, my concern, Rob, is, is, yeah, I'm concerned for us, but I'm really, my concern's for my children and, and other people's children and the children to come. Because what are we going to leave them with? Are we going to leave them what, what we were left with? Or are we going to leave them with just a mess that they won't have any liberties and, and, and no, no knowledge of what freedom is because they'll be enslaved to a system that wants to pollute everybody and dictate everybody and tell everybody what to do and shove the, the raw garbage of the world down their throats. And yes, I'm saying that because it's true. Listen, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm not PC unless it's perfected in Christ. You're not PC. We're being perfected in Christ. (laughs) Amen. So we're going to talk about Jesus Christ. And there's just truly no law of separation, church and state. That's policy. And so people are trying to push that. And the whole purpose of that was not that the that the church, the body of Christ would not be a part of of the the the. uh, the worldly systems because we're called into this world but that the 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 um, state would not dictate or 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 force anything religion wise on the people and so that's why it was it was spoken again our guest is stan lovins he's the host of victory fire uh heard at sundays at uh, 9 a.m here on 98.9 wirz put the franklin graham up 
appearance into historical perspective for us? What did it mean for the city of Indianapolis and the greater Indianapolis area? Well, from a, a, I'll go from a small scope to what I see nationally. What's happening is this uh, on the state level, community level. It it brought a lot of awareness. Whenever you have a presence and you actually step and make a presence known, there's there's a movement. And I believe it's a catalyst and a movement to to draw people together. And that's what happened. There was a a great diverse crowd uh, that came and um, engaged and prayed. There was a lot of um, just networking, you know, in a a wholesome way. The net being the the net Jesus cast out for a great catch, working together. So there's a networking of the body of Christ working together. And I believe it's a great catalyst. Uh, Listen, a historic uh, moment when we can point back and say, "Wow, look at what's happened since then," and so it's a movement in the carry. And I believe it's it's, and I'm seeing this even uh, West Virginia. They had revivals break out in the schools, and and there was literally thousands upon thousands of of, of teenagers because of the movement of prayer. More prayer, more power. You know, uh, Don Matoliak is a Great Lakes regional manager uh, for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And, and he says that all the time. He said, more prayer, more power. Less prayer, less power. And so there's been a movement of prayer and a sensitivity to awaken the body to pray. Yeah, now, separate from, from Franklin Graham, uh, our relationship, we've been friends for a long time. And when I first met you, I never knew you to be political in any sense like i never knew you to really even take much of an interest in politics but it seems like now you're becoming more aware and more invested in not just the the religious aspect and and the the evangelist evangelistic aspect of it but also the public policy side of it well let's face it you know whatever's in the land will will try to stream out good bad and different and and um, i think we need to take every arena uh with the gospel and uh, even in sports, I mean, there, there's politics in sports, right? You hear it all the time. <laughs> and it's there's always been that. I've seen it. But now I see it more at a, at a global level. And I see that there's a lot of alignment with a lot of uh, people with evil intentions to not only, you know, it's not just about your viewpoints and your perspectives, but they want to destroy the foundation of this nation. Um, and that's the Constitution of the United States. And more importantly, this nation was given over. I say this again. This nation was given over to Jesus Christ. This nation belongs to Jesus. And I believe we're taking it back by force in Jesus' name. Uh, when you travel the country and you, you go all over the place, you were just in, in Missouri. Um, I know you're headed out somewhere later later this week. Um, is the mood, what is the mood like of, of the country, especially in the evangelical community that you serve? Well, people are frustrated. They're, they're disheartened. I mean, there's, there's, um, they're concerned about the, you know, both presidential candidates. Uh, one more than the other. You know, I love the Trumpster. I know you love him. And, you know, the Trumpster has given his heart to Jesus. Um, now, he's he's a baby in Christ, and, and God's still utilizing him. Um, there, You know, one thing I, I look at, Rob, when I look at, uh, and I'll, I'll come back to your question, but I, I've got to say that because I just spoke what I spoke. I look at any candidate that wants to, some would say abort, but I call it murder babies, and therefore murdering babies. I have a hard time saying that person is going to run this country because if they can murder a, a baby and, and, and pay for it and justify it, then what I say is how are they going to run the country? Because it's easy to 
to take advantage of, of, of some uh, an, an individual, a little child, a baby that's born at conception, it's a child, and destroy that child, if they can justify that, what else are they going to justify? Let me ask you this, because I love the Trumpster, because Trumpster's a cage rattler and an antagonist, <laughs> and that's what I am, a cage rattler and an antagonist, people that need their cages rattled. In this country, there's, you know, 435 members of Congress and 100 members of the Senate that desperately need their cages rattled. No. Um, but... You come at it from a different perspective. Uh, how did a lot of religious leaders have stood behind Trump, even though the comments have surfaced that he said years ago? Uh, where do you come down with that? And why have so many in the religious community stood behind Donald Trump? Well, I'm going to speak personally, not on behalf of the BGA, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm speaking on behalf of, of my perspective. What I see is there's a need for a warrior to take this nation back. And um, political correctness has got us, I mean, it's, that's why our nation's where it's at. It's desensitized. I know Governor Mike Pence. I've met him personally. Governor Mike Pence, the VP candidate, is a godly man. He loves Jesus Christ. He loves the Constitution, and he upholds truth. And so, you know, what I see for for Donald Trump to choose a godly man uh, such as Mike Pence, there is a great um, that that earns some respect with me because. Um, he could have chose anybody, and he chose somebody that that had moral values, family values, and honor and respect and integrity. And I know some of the viewing audience is probably going to disagree with me. That's okay. I know him personally, and I I know what um, what he's about, and I've seen it. And so, with that being said, there's a a, a desire for the body of Christ to be awakened, not be in their slumber, uh, or be desensitized because. Uh, we need to stand for truth. This nation's right on the brink. I mean, it's about, really, it's more than about candidates. It's more about, more than Donald Trump or, or Hillary Clinton. This is about the Supreme Court. You know, whoever the next president is going to, is going to put those, and appoint those in the Supreme Court. And whoever gets in that Supreme Court, they're, they're going to dictate uh, whether, you know, the, the, um, constitution and amendments of the first and second amendments are still even intact they're they're looking to change all of that and uh if you go with the wrong stream i don't care how much you agree with their handouts and and their filth and the deception of lies and, and manipulation you better you better be aware of what's what's on the inside and uh the enemy will work to destroy from the inside out. That's what ISIS said back in 2011, and, and they, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in, in 9-11, they said that. But here's the thing. Jesus works from the inside out. So I want people that are going to speak Jesus. And, yeah, you say, well, you know what, we don't need a preacher up there. Well, what we need is, is a godly representation that's going to stand for God. They don't have to be a preacher. But they, 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 they're yielded to Jesus. Kings and priests ran throughout the whole Old Testament. I mean, that's, that's biblical. From a secular view of what Trump said, and I guess our, again, our guest is uh, Stan Lovins. He's with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Also uh, hosts Victory Fire Sundays at 9 here on WIRZ, uh, Sundays at 9 a.m. Uh, Trump used the term locker room talk. And from a, just a purely secular standpoint, I heard it and said, that's not something... Un- whether unfortunate, unfortunate, I guess would be the right word, that a lot of men have said, and 50 million women bought the book Fifty Shades of Grey. So it's a part of the society. You were in the professional locker rooms as a professional baseball player. Is that locker room talk? 
Lord have mercy, yes. I mean, there's a lot of locker room talk, and, man, I I heard it in, in high school. I heard it before then. I heard it in grade school even. Come on now. And I, I, I've heard all kinds of guys. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, yeah, there's there's locker room talk, and there's um, that stuff goes on all the time. Uh, you know, we, we – I let's just say – I'm going I'm to go here. Go I, for it. That's I'm, what we do here. I'm a former professional baseball player, and people idolize sports figures. They don't know what all those sports figures do behind the scenes. I had a roommate in Dubway who who uh, would bring in two to three women a night in a rotating door, and yes, it was sexual favor that he was utilizing his platform, and 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 people still went and supported him, and justified it. Come on, we it's it's all about perception. The other thing is, again, I'm not justifying what he spoke eleven years ago, but it was eleven years ago. And since then, he's confessed and repented, and he even repented. Uh, ben Carson said he repented before he actually went on the platform that night. And it, he asked for forgiveness. Listen, I honor, because God honors a repentant heart. I honor your heart if you repent. And I praise uh, praise the Lord. I, I pray that you honor my heart when I repent, because I've not always been a, a solid, born-again believer in Christ. Listen, I had my filthy sin, and don't try to dig it up, because it's out there. <laughs> But you try to throw shame my way, Jesus scorned all my shame, just like he scorned the shame for Donald Trump. And he scorned the shame for Hillary Clinton. The thing is, are we going to rend our heart to Jesus? And so truly, that's what I pray. All right, got to ask you one hard question, right? One hard question. Um, you, uh, you are so passionate about what you do, and you've helped so many people. Um, a lot of times people look at making the next step into public office because they with servant hearts like the one you have would you ever have any desire to get involved in in a public life as an elected official i'm gonna say this if jesus christ he he, if he spoke to my heart and he told me that i needed to i would i i don't personally have um an understanding right now that that would be something i would do but it's awful don't do it if (laughs) if that was a need i my calling is an evangelist and you got to know who you're who you are in christ i I'm here to win souls. I, I'm here to invite everybody that's listening today to come unto Jesus Christ because he died on the cross, rose again, conquered death, hell, and the grave to give you life today. That's a promise. And that's a good news for all of us here today. And so God wants us to know him. And if we know him, we'll know who he has desired for you, office. You were uh, tracking up through the professional baseball ranks when you mm-hmm. were in a, an automobile accident that essentially ended your career. Do you ever reflect on that and say what might have been? Do you ever look back on that and say, I could have potentially been a Major League Baseball player? I could have been on a baseball card? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, there, there was that desire from, from youth for me. I mean, like many kids, they want to be a professional athlete. And, and I was a professional athlete. I made it up the double way. But with the car accident, it took me short, like you said. But here's the thing. Because you were headed to spring training, right? Yeah. It was January 17th of 1997. I was in a car accident 11 days before spring training. I was supposed to report on the 28th of January for with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. But, you know, like I tell everybody, uh, God wanted to get the devil out of my life, life to get the ray of life in. Um, <laughs> and, and so uh, here's the thing. There's there's so many things that I had opportunities afterwards, and I was so blessed to work with the, and instruct kids here in Brownsburg, and not all of them, but with many of them. Uh, they ended up going to the 1999 and in 2001 World Series and four state championships, you know, just in a four-year run, back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. And um, 
those those memories are, are phenomenal. If I was still playing pro ball, I wouldn't have had that that intimate time of being able to work with these young men and and, and the women that that uh, got put in my life. I did have an opportunity. I was invited by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, they they uh, inquired if I would um, go back and pitch um, in the in the minor leagues. Um, uh, Keith Mitchell was one of the coaches uh, for the Quad City Swing. And he inquired because he wanted me to, to actually be a relief pitcher for him, even though I, I played professionally as a shortstop. But he he told me that I had um, had my stuff was actually better than than the guys that he was working with. It was good. And I wasn't throwing as hard. I was probably down around ninety ninety one at the time. But I was thirty thirty five or thirty six years of age when that when he he inquired, and I had an opportunity to go back, and it was tempting, Rob. It was very tempting, but I prayed about it and I said, God, what do you want in my life? And um, he revealed that, you know, his desire was what he what I was doing. And uh, so I, I, I stayed to the calling. I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about it at the time a lot of that was happening. We you we did an, you, an interview together years ago in another life on another radio station where you talked about um, uh, the movie uh, uh, The Rookie. Uh-huh. With the uh, with the real life story of a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, I believe he was like a science teacher or something like that, who became a professional baseball player very late in 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 life, and uh, uh, you passed up on an opportunity to to maybe live that live that out. Yeah, and you know what? I look back and I'm, I'm thankful that I did because the Lord brought my wife uh, shortly thereafter, and uh, uh, you know I've got three boys now, and I'm I'm thankful for that life. And um, yeah, the the dream, everything was right there. It was it was wide open, and and I'm not saying it would have been bad if I went and played, but I really felt for me, I, to me, God creates us to impart our way out of this world, and um, the all the wisdom and the knowledge and in the game and and spiritually as well, you know, pulling those things together, it thrills me to see what these young men are doing now. I mean, I, I think of you know Tyler Houston here in Brownsburg who. Who is an All-American as a freshman for Butler, and you know he's won two two championships with the Cape Cod League, and you know he was an All-Star out there, and yet he's a humble servant. He loves the Lord Jesus Christ, and you know I, that excites me. I, I love seeing that. I love seeing these guys um, excel, and he's the gals as well. I mean, um, Angie Comer, uh, she was right here in Brownsburg, and she was an All-American and in in college, and so. It's it's awesome to see what God's able to do, and if we would just trust Him, and it doesn't always turn out the way we we'd like, um, but let's face it too, Rob. I mean, the enemy's there to steal, kill, and destroy. All right, we got to end with this. You have a direct line to the Lord. You are you got like the the express line. You know, you don't stand in line. You go straight to the front. There yeah. uh, are the Cubs going to win the World Series this year? Is this <laughs> it? Is this the year? <laughs> I believe the Cubs can win, and I believe if they if they if they finish strong in faith and not just their faith but their faith in the Lord they're they're able to be victorious I know that they can be victorious that they trust in Jesus and I say this I believe they're going to do it all right great way to end it Stan you are so wonderful uh thank you for all that uh, all that you do all that you do for people all that you give of your time and uh, thanks for being with us today Oh, you're a blessing, bro. And I, I really appreciate all the years of just uh, seeing what God's doing in your life, Rob. And, 
and um, I'm proud of you, man. Hey, don't forget, if you uh, want to hear more from Sane, you can hear him every Sunday, 9 a.m., right here on 98.9 WYRZ with the Victory Fire program. And as always, just like uh, our other shows, it is podcast on our website, WYRZ.org. Hey, speaking of podcasts, you can check out uh, our show here, this recording today, if you missed any of it, uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. are available there. Just search Victory, uh, search, uh, search Central Indiana Today, and uh, you can actually uh, follow the show there, and uh, you can get the, the episodes downloaded right to your your uh, smartphone or tablet or, or computer and uh, stay up to date on what's happening with Central Indiana today. Uh, don't forget, we also do podcasts as well at our, at our website, wyrz.org. Uh, until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.